My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 133 of The Kate Show. Today, I am taking a big step back to answer a question that I got more than once. Whenever time I get a question, like on back-to-back calls with clients, I know that that's something I need to talk about on the podcast. And the question I'm answering today is, what do I do first to market my business? Because here is what I was told. I was told by people, and I quote, I have pages of notes on how to market my business, but I don't know where to start. What step do I implement first? And when I take a step back and I look at all the information that I've given you guys through the podcast and what a lot of my colleagues are giving through their blog posts and their podcasts, I know it's a lot. A lot of it is very good stuff. But it is one thing to totally sort out which parts apply to you and then another thing to figure out where to start. So in this episode, I'm sharing the first thing you should do in order to market your business in the home industry. And it is entirely dependent on who your ideal client is because that will impact the other pieces of your marketing, of your sales funnel. So if you've ever felt overwhelmed and bewildered by marketing and growing your business in the home industry, this episode is for you. But first, quick disclaimer, to answer the question where to start with your marketing, it requires that we establish some common ground and some basic understanding first. So if you already know who your ideal client is and the best way to convert them, skip to the end of this episode for my short list of five marketing steps to take. But If you aren't sure who your ideal client is or the best way to convert them into that client from a lead, then you need to listen to this whole episode, all right? So enough with the disclaimer, let's dive right in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Before you can take the first step in marketing your business, you have to know to whom you're speaking. So if you need a quick way to determine who your ideal client is or to just double check, I do have some tactics for you. But if you have just started your business in the home industry and you have not worked with any clients and therefore you're like, I don't know. I don't know who my ideal client could even be. Well, I have a tactic for you as well. Lastly, I have a tactic for you if you happen to be your own ideal client. So let's just dive right in. Uh, Tactic number one, if you've already worked with someone who you would consider to be your dream client, here's what I want you to do. Note why you like them and their project. Grab a notebook, write it down. List specific life situations they had, like were they married, retired, did they have kids, what type of house did they live in, what type of neighborhood did they live in, and list the actual problems they faced in the project. What did they need? Were they building a second vacation home? Were they trying to organize their antiques or collectibles? What did they need from you? In this scenario, let's just say you could specialize in helping newly retired couples design, build, organize, furnish vacation homes, their second home, their yacht, or just a specific room in their home, honestly. Or maybe you'd specialize in helping couples with multiple homes monetize those dwellings through your short-term rental staging services or styling services. 
Regardless, you need to be specific on what you do and on who it is for. Don't try to serve everyone because that means you're basically serving no one. Specificity will get you in the door of your ideal client's house and doing a great job will get you more projects beyond that specific narrow scope. So don't think that if you specialize in something that you can't get work outside of that or that you won't get work outside of that. Totally not true. You would just have to have that specialty to get in the door and also to make your marketing so much easier because it makes you easier to remember. Now, if you're niching down to level up your business, you're going to enjoy your business more. Believe me, you'll be able to then create streamlined systems and processes, internal templates, and all these things will help you serve your ideal client seamlessly and consistently. And that will allow you to graduate from being the person who does all the things to being the entrepreneur who is steering the ship and you can bring on junior designers or assistants or whatever it is that you need. And then you actually are steering a big ship, but one that can adapt quickly because now your attention is on the management of the business and not so much on the day-to-day, which is kind of the goal, guys. Now, there are some people who are like, I love the creative side of it. I never want to quit. Well, that's when you would need to hire a business manager because you get to decide where your time is spent at that point because having an ideal client allows you to scale like never before. Now, let's just say you have not worked with any clients yet. That means you, instead of finding a client niche, you have to find a project niche. So determine which type of project, the best of your knowledge, will require the least amount of hours worked but have the biggest payoff. That type of project indicates a scalable service and it's a smart, efficient way to produce some real cash flow. Become a specialist in that service. Once you've worked with a few clients doing that service, you can then narrow down your service offering and figure out your exact ideal client. Now, the other tactic is what if you are your own ideal client? Well, let's just say that you were or are a busy mom who loves a well-organized or a well-designed home. Let's say that you know how difficult either of those things are when you have a crazy schedule and a lot of little people running around your ankles. If you've gotten a handle on that chaos, most days, (laughs) let's be honest, and you want to offer those services to help other moms with that same set of issues, congrats, you are your own ideal client. So, It's super convenient when this happens because then you can go back and look at your marketing and be like, does it resonate with me? Would I hire me? And if the answer is yes, fantastic. If the answer is no, then you need to go fix a few things. But I will say that don't default to thinking, oh, my ideal client is me because that's not the case for everyone. Actually, I can use myself as an example here. So obviously designers, stagers, organizers, fabricators, those are my ideal clients. And obviously it's more specific than that, but to keep this part of our conversation brief, I'm just going to stick with that. But here's the thing. I absolutely suck at interior design and also at organizing. In fact, the wall in my foyer is still blank and we've lived here for almost a year because I can't figure out what to put there. And I get very stressed out trying to make any sort of like decor or design decisions. You guys wouldn't even believe it. (laughs) It's like, totally debilitating. So therefore, I am definitely not my ideal client, not by a long shot. And that's okay, because I'm not getting paid to design things and make things beautiful, you know, digitally, sure, but not in real life. In real life, I find that very difficult. 
So just keep in mind, you do not have to be your own ideal client, but it might work out that you actually are. So when you have figured out the type of client you're specializing in, or if you're new, the type of project you're specializing in, you can move on to the next step, which is determining how your ideal client consumes content. If your ideal client doesn't use Twitter to share their house goals, you don't need to be on Twitter. The same is true of Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You need to find out which platform your ideal client is using most often and then show up there a few times a week. You can share photos of your work, your blog posts, any handy little tips or freebies, especially if it requires an email sign-up. Regardless of who your ideal client is, however, you'll need to create a mailing list that will capture those leads who sign up for a freebie, let's say. Now, your freebie could be something simple. It could be an online quiz. It could be a super helpful short video that you created. Or it could be something more robust, like a branded magazine or a free mini course. But whatever you do, do not select a lead magnet based on what everyone else in your industry is offering. Select the format and the subject matter based on who your ideal client is and how they will best and most naturally consume it. For example, let's say you serve the 55 and older community. You would not then want to use an online quiz for figure out your design style or what is your organizing style because that really doesn't resonate with that demographic. The topic and also the format, note the quiz, won't resonate. Those two items, the topic and the format, need to be married to your ideal client on all levels. So as a general rule, if you serve the high-end homeowner with your services, you'll want to bypass that whole online quiz deal and go straight for something that is more professional, such as the branded magazine. The high-end homeowner doesn't have time or interest in Cosmo-style quizzes or online courses. They most of the time do not want to learn how to do what you do. They just want to know why they should hire you in particular, what you will bring to their project, and whether they can trust you. Now, if you're new to business, and again, you don't have a solid idea of who your ideal client is, where they spend their time, how they would best consume a freebie, just create your freebie or your lead magnet around your specialty service and do it in the format that is most efficient for you. So let's say it's really easy for you to create a five-minute video and then just require an email sign-up for them to watch it. Fantastic, do that. Maybe you're a writer and you want to create an ebook. Fine, do that, but keep it succinct. Do whatever is best for you. You will eventually need to change your lead magnet. Everybody does at some point. Now, let's take it a step further. We need to talk about creating the right type of content for your ideal client to consume. In short, here's what that means. Don't post on social media for the sake of posting. Don't blog just to ramble about your latest trip. Don't create five lead magnets when you only need one. Don't email people through you know, whatever mass mailing platform you use just because someone said it was a good idea to do email marketing. Your social media, your blog posts, your email newsletters should contain topics that will inspire, educate, or entertain your ideal client. Nearly always, these items should end with instructions on how to become your client, which is basically a call to action. So you could say, click the link in my bio to book a discovery call or click here to view my services, or hit reply to have a conversation about your project and get it on the schedule. Once you know who your ideal client is or your ideal project type, marketing can actually become pretty easy. But there are some rules that you will need to follow in order for this to work, regardless of who or what you're specializing in. So we're going to start with actually Pinterest. Pinterest is something that y'all should be using, and especially if you blog. 
So if you are blogging for your business, make sure that you're doing it at least once per month. You need to also make sure that you are pinning that post on Pinterest and sharing it across your social media platforms, whichever social media platforms you use. Again, you don't have to be on all of them. That would be ridiculous. You just need to be on the ones that your social media leads and your ideal clients are using. If you don't have a blog, but you like using Pinterest for your business, just keep in mind that Pinterest is not going to serve your business well unless you are pinning content to it from your own website on a regular basis. So blog posts, portfolio images, things like that. If you don't have portfolio images or blog posts, you really can't use Pinterest to increase your own website traffic because the beauty of pinning from your own website is that you are creating more doors for leads to walk through to end up on your website and 